Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and we do invite you to call in at 303-690-3000. Love to hear from you today. You are tuned in to Calvary Live. and want to welcome you. Such a privilege to be with you, to be able to minister God's Word to you and God's comfort and God's wisdom. And so we invite you to call in 303-690-3000. And I know that a lot of our lives, our schedules have changed. Uh, kids are home uh, beginning to do online classes. We pray that that goes well for them. Uh, we know that uh, other people, your your lives have been um, just had to readjust, and we're all trying to maneuver through the days in which we're living in. But one thing that we still have, and that is to be able to come together to talk about the things of the Lord at this hour, to be able to look at Scripture, to pray for one another, to go to the Lord uh, for just comfort and wisdom and truth. And so let's take uh, the opportunity to do that right now that uh, I think that all of us are not able to go to church in a church building for fellowship uh, that most churches have gone to the online services or, or doing um, video the, uh, the best way they know how. And we can fellowship and join together with that technology, and it's wonderful to have that. Uh, some people have said that what we're going through uh, reminds them a little bit the things that took place uh, you know, 19 years ago, nearly 19 years ago at 9-11, but even at that time, uh, people were able to come to church. They were able to fellowship. And at that time, we didn't have the technology that we do today. So we are blessed in that way that we as Christians can connect. And one way is through the online services. So I want to encourage you that you continue to be in fellowship, uh, be in contact with uh, your church, listening to your pastor give words of encouragement and truth to you as he is teaching uh, from the Scriptures to you. Uh, to encourage others to join in. This is an opportunity for you to be able to share with family members and friends and neighbors that, hey, you too can tune in. And I know that we have to be careful because of large groups and stuff, but we can reach out to others. We can give them uh, just opportunity to be able to uh, hear the gospel, to hear God's truth, because people are wondering. People are uh, desiring to uh, receive words of truth at this time. People are confused, but we as Christians, we have truth, and we have uh, the Lord that has told us of a glorious, glorious future, and that we don't have to be afraid, uh, that we can have answers, we can have wisdom. Of course, we're dealing with problems. Jesus said that you will have tribulation, small t, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. And so this show is an opportunity for us to connect together. And so I hope we do that for this hour. Uh, I hope that you call in, 
ask your questions, give your prayer requests. Uh, what is the Lord showing you during this time? Uh, how is he ministering to you? How can you encourage other believers right now? Give me a call at 303-690-3000. We don't want to be silent. We don't want to uh, just, um, you know, uh, feel like uh, wet. we can't connect. Let's do that. And I want to welcome all the Grace FM listeners all along the Front Range down in southern Colorado and West Pueblo and Fountain and Colorado Springs as you're listening on 101.7 got a lot of friends down there. I'd love to hear how you guys are doing down there, uh, brothers and sisters in the Lord. That's where I began my ministry, and, uh, and so uh, I think of you guys often. I, I, uh, th- I am uh, thinking about how Paul wrote in the book of Philippians that I thank God upon every remembrance of you, and I do, and I pray that you're doing well. Let me know how you're doing, uh, what the Lord is showing you. Ask your questions. Love to hear from you. Then, of course, all along the Front Range in northern Colorado from Castle Rock through the metro area in Boulder. I know you guys have a stay-at-home order that's about ready to go into effect, and we're praying for you and and, and all of us that we're taking very serious the uh, recommendations and the orders that are given to us by uh, the medical community and uh, and health uh, leaders and, and by our civil leaders. And uh, we pray for you during this time that the Lord's going to continue to minister to you and show you things uh, that um, that perhaps that uh, we're, we're, you know, busy with life and with jobs and, and everything else going on, that perhaps in this time that is maybe a little bit more quiet, that the Lord wants to minister some incredible things to us and encourage us. And I know that I'm hoping that the Lord does that. I know he wants to do that in my own life as as we're here at church at Calvary Greeley. And my name is Pastor Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley, hosting today once again. And um, it, it's, it's hard. It's hard to be here at the church when it's empty and it's lonely and um, a shepherd. Uh, I love to be with the sheep, and we can't do that right now for the most part. We're taking calls, we're praying with people, we're talking with people over the phone, uh, but we want to continue to minister to you here on Calvary Live throughout the week. Uh, continue to listen to, to uh, good Christian Bible teaching on the, on this radio station. And so we welcome you here today. Give me a call at 303-690-3000. And then there's a dedicated text line that you can text in a question or prayer requests, and a lot of you know the number. That number is 720-336-0897. Let's get those phones ringing, and as soon as somebody calls in, we'll go to the phone lines. But in the meantime, I, I want to welcome those who are listening on the East Coast, to Hope and Truth FM. You, too, can call in at that number, 303 690 3,000, and I know that uh, some of the listening area, that you also have a stay-at-home order. Uh, We are praying for you guys in New Jersey and parts of Pennsylvania have that order as well, and uh, so give us a call. We'd love to minister to you. You guys, as you listen, you are a week delayed uh, in the broadcast, but many of you are listening online, and we have online listeners uh, throughout the country as uh, we have them uh, in Louisiana and Oklahoma and Missouri and up in Nebraska and in Arizona and California and Washington. And and uh, so we're so glad and uh, other places on the East Coast and the Midwest. Also, uh, as those that are listening on the Grace FM 
uh, website on your computers. We have listeners in South Africa and one listener in Ukraine. So welcome to today's program. Uh, love to minister to you, give you God's comfort and truth as we go to him, as we look to him, as we go to his word. So give me a call at 303-690-3000. I just want to say here at Calvary Greeley uh, that we're continuing to minister with the online services and we will be online, having an online service tomorrow at 7 o'clock as I'm going through the book of Jeremiah. And uh, Jeremiah is really speaking to me because the Lord uh, speaking to Jeremiah. Jeremiah is speaking to a nation that's going through difficulty and, and hardship. And, and so uh, some of the things that we are looking at with Jeremiah that we can apply in our own lives. And, and it reminds us how we need to be praying for our nation. We need to be praying for our leaders. We need to be praying for uh, the church as well. But tune in at 7 o'clock, calvarychapelgreeley.org, or uh, we have our app, Calvary Chapel Greeley app, that you can download on uh, your smartphones and tablets. Uh, one of the things that we've done, because uh, now that some uh, uh, people that have not been used to technology or using technology are asking us, how do I download that app? Uh, we have put that on our web uh, page. We put it on our uh, Facebook page. Instagram page, how you can do that. Very simple, step-by-step, how you can download the app. And so this is an opportunity for you to do that. So I'd love for you to tune in at 7 o'clock as we go through the book of Jeremiah. We'll have worship. I'll be teaching. And we want to continue to bring the Word of God to you. CalvaryChapelGreeley.org, our Facebook Live on our app as well. And uh, I know that you'll be blessed. So gather the family, gather the kids, uh, tell your neighbors about it as we're going through the book of Jeremiah. I do want to go to line one to Mike in Denver. Hi, Mike. Hi, Pastor. How are you doing? Good. How are you today? Oh, doing really good. So I've been going to listen to your Revelation series online, and uh, I just had a couple questions. So in Daniel, they talk about um, the statue, and then you have the and gets the iron feet, and then the iron feet mixed with clay. And I think per your um, uh, messages, uh, you believe that's Rome. I've heard some people think it's Russia, so I'm just not sure, I guess. No, 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 um, no. How do people come to the conclusion that it's going to be, I guess, Rome, and then the toes mixed with clay, I guess it's a, a revived uh, revive Roman Empire type Thing. So I just kind of yeah. want to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, Mike. So you got a little one with you. He's asking too, right? <laughs> yeah, yep, sure do. I do have a little one here. So we're just all hanging out right now. Well, what a blessing. And and be praying for you and your family that you're all well and healthy. And I'm glad you're continuing to go through the scriptures. One of the reasons why um, there's been different thoughts on the, the fourth empire. Um, and as uh, just for the sake of our read, our listeners, that is, that may not be familiar with the scriptures, and uh, Daniel chapter two really is the foundation of Bible prophecy. And in Daniel chapter two, he sees uh, Nebuchadnezzar. He has a dream of an image of um, that is of a man of four different uh, types of metals. And Daniel comes along, tells Nebuchadnezzar the dream and the interpretation of the dream. And he says that the the head uh, is you. The head of gold is you, Nebuchadnezzar. You'll be replaced by the chest and arms of silver, which was the Medo-Persian Empire. 
and then um, the belly and brass, um, uh, the belly and thighs of brass are represents the Grecian Empire, and then the fourth empire because here Daniel is telling us of those world empires that would come on the scene from the time that he's in Babylon to the second coming of Jesus Christ. And I think Daniel chapter 2 is the key to understanding that. And as he's interpreting that that dream, he says that the legs of iron is the fourth empire that many believe is the Roman empire. And he correlates it to when you read it with Daniel chapter 7. Daniel chapter 7 is Daniel's dream that he sees of those four same empires that uh, are described as animals. And uh, so in Daniel chapter 2, back to Nebuchadnezzar's uh, dream, then the legs of iron is believed to be the Roman Empire. Uh, They would be on the scene at the time of Jesus, and it correlates with uh, the fourth beast, uh, you know, that trampled everything, tramped over everything, dreadful. But then we have the uh, feet of iron mingled with clay. And that, I think, is showing us, as you read Daniel chapter 2, that it's kind of an extension of the the legs of iron, an extension of this Roman Empire, this revived Roman Empire. And it's it's brittle. Uh, it doesn't mix very well, the, the clay and the, the iron. But many believe that it is that, that it's, it's the extension of the Roman Empire. Of course, Daniel chapter 7 speaks of ten horns, and out of that um, is the uh, little horn that comes out, the Antichrist. In Daniel chapter 2, I'm going to read it to you, that we saw the iron mixed with ceramic clay. They will mingle with the seed of men. Uh, not adhere to one another, just as iron does not mix with clay. And in the days of these kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which will never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people, shall break in pieces and consume all the other kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. So what we're being told that in the last days, the latter times, is when uh, those ten kings come on the scene um, and represented by the ten toes. So I think Daniel's telling us that there's this extension of the Roman Empire, and that's why people call it the revived Roman Empire. And uh, Russia is mentioned in the last days. I believe Russia is mentioned as leading that confederation of nations against Israel in the sequel 38, um, the Gog and Magog War is what it's called, uh, and uh, along with Iran and along with uh, Turkey, along with uh, Libya, along with Sudan, uh, other nations that may be a part of that confederation of nations with this mass invasion into Israel. Uh, but uh, as far as Daniel's prophecies, uh, it looks like Daniel uh, is uh, telling us that the fourth kingdom is that the Roman kingdom and then the, the extension of it with the ten toes and the feet mingle with clay. Okay, so it just sounds like just going through history that um, the Roman Empire, since it was such a great empire, that that was most likely the fourth set or fourth, the feet, I guess, in the fourth nation, and then um, it'll just be the toes and some type of revived Roman Empire after that. Yeah, and I think also that um, that you see that the Antichrist, um, and here's the thing: Daniel painstakingly is 
makes the case where the Antichrist is going to come out of the Gentile nations. And this revived Roman Empire, we don't know exactly how it's all set up. Everybody thought it'd be ten nations, but you got to remember that Daniel says that it's ten toes that represent it by ten kings. So is it, you know, with just within the old Roman Empire, does it include parts of Russia? Does it include, you know, uh, ten regions of the world that are going to be set up? Because the Antichrist is going to be a world leader. The world's going to turn to him, and we know that he's going to be an economic leader, a political leader, uh, a religious leader. Um, he's going to proclaim himself as God, and he's going to, uh, you know, just be a leader that the world has never seen. So exactly that revived Roman Empire, this people call it the United States of Europe, is going to be the center of that. But really, there's going to be a worldwide um, coming together, and that's where uh, we hear the term uh, a one-world order that's going to be taking place in the tribulation period, because the Antichrist, the whole world's going to turn to the Antichrist. People say that the Antichrist is not going to be a world leader. That's not what Revelation tells us. Revelation tells us that the whole world turns to him, and also in chapter 17 of Revelation uh, that the nations turn to the Antichrist. Um, so he is going to be a world-dominating leader uh, out of this revived Roman Empire, if you want to call it, uh, this this extension of the legs of iron. Well, that really helps, Pastor. And I'm just really glad that I found um, your uh, Revelation teaching online, because you're right, Like a lot, of teach, a lot of churches don't really talk too much about revelation anymore so it was really a blessing to kind of get your thoughts on it and i'm you know studying the scriptures and reading different Good. commentaries and just trying to figure things out and see what's Good. going on and you know going through current events right now just kind of watching and you know those birth right. pains i think are are coming so yeah and i think they are here mike and you bring up a very important point and that is that you know um there has been i did a prophecy update on on new year's eve and um, I did a, a update on the church, um, ignoring the times or uh, watching the times. Um, and we are to be watching. We are to be not ignoring the times that we are in, but we are to be wise and discerning. And the birth pangs are a part of that. And I think what we're seeing right now is the birth pangs with everything going on around us. So, hey, thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. You say stay, stay safe. <laughs> Okay, you too. God bless you. All right, 303-690-3000. You know, one of the things that people are asking about is, um, and there's a lot of talk, so I want to remind you, as I reminded you last week, that as you listen, because the Internet, Facebook, everything's been uh, a lot of teachings, and there's a lot of good teachings, and there's a lot of encouragement from the church, and I'm so glad that we're able to use that technology. Uh, but I do want to remind you that there are others that are out there uh, that are, are saying that we're in the tribulation period. There are some that are saying that um, this is, you know, uh, uh, one of the sealed judgments of Revelation chapter 6. I was asked that last week. We are not in the tribulation period. Uh, we are not in that seven-year period right prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ. That begins with the Antichrist coming on the scene. So we need to keep everything in context 
We need to make sure that we are wise. And I think more than ever, we need to be discerning in the days in which we're living in. And so the church needs to be able to uh, do that by going through the scriptures. And we're reminded during all of this that we do have a glorious future. We have a glorious future for the church. I believe the Lord's going to come for us. Um, and he's going to blow the trumpet. The trumpet's going to be blown, and we're going to meet him in the air in the rapture of the church. And then after that comes the day of the Lord or comes the tribulation period uh, where we see that God will intervene in the affairs of man more dramatically than ever before. Um, there's God pouring out his wrath in a Christ-rejected world. And also we see that the hearts of men, this satanic influence that will take place led by the Antichrist. So um, we're not to shy away from those things. And right now we have opportunity to give the gospel and to tell people, listen, that the Lord, um, that this is the day of salvation. Now's the appointed time. Turn to him. Uh, He came 2,000 years ago, especially as we're getting closer to uh, resurrection uh, weekend, uh, only less than three weeks away. And I know that our thought is, are we going to be able to meet on Resurrection Sunday? And I don't know if we will or not. Uh, Right now it doesn't look promising, but I'm praying that, Lord, you work a miracle that we can, and, and we're all praying for that. But we can still give that message that Jesus is alive, he's on the throne, he hasn't left the throne, and and that uh, his promises are true and salvation is available, and that he did overcome the world by going to the cross and dying for our sins and rising from the grave. And so I just want to uh, note that um, that we have an important message to give and the Lord is coming back, and we're not to ignore the times that we're in, but we are to be discerning of the times that we're in. And uh, and I hope that the church gives that message, keeping everything in context, that we're still in a day of grace, the church is still here, we have a message to give, and I hope that uh, we uh, are students of the Scripture, in a message of compassion, in a message of, of, of hope to people, around us, because people are wondering. Um, I've been asked, you know, is God bringing judgment? Is this happening? And it brings up the conversation that we can tell of, of the provision of the Lord. So, hey, give me a call. Love to hear from you. Mike had a very good question. Maybe you got a question. Maybe you got a prayer request. Love to hear from you. So give me a call at 303-690-3000 here on Calvary Live. This is Jeff Figs of Calvary Greeley uh, with you today. Love to minister to you, pray with you. Uh, There is the text line uh, at 720-336-0897. All lines are open. Grab one of those open lines. Let's talk about the things of the Lord, and we encourage you. Hey, let's stay in tune. Maybe you got something that uh, will be encouragement to others that are listening here today. Uh, I want to read to you from the book of Psalms. And this the Psalms on Sunday mornings I was talking about on Wednesday that uh, tomorrow we'll be doing an online uh, live stream service with worship and in the book of Jeremiah. Uh, but also on Sundays, uh, I am doing a series called Comfort from the Psalms. And I did Psalm 61 last Sunday where David is in the wilderness. He is crying out to the Lord. He's in a situation where 
The future is uncertain for him, just as many of you are feeling that way. Uh, You're wondering, what's going to happen to my job? How am I going to pay the bills? When are the kids going to go back to school? When are we going to be able to travel again? Uh, All of us, our lives have been disrupted. But uh, David, being in the wilderness, as he had his son Absalom come into Jerusalem to usurp the throne— And David flees to the wilderness. He's weeping as he heads out there. Uh, His head is covered. And he gives that psalm in Psalm 61 and crying out to the Lord. He's looking for stability. And I want to remind you that that you can listen to that teaching. Uh, Got a lot of feedback that it was encouragement to those who listened to it. But he's at the end of his world. And he says, when my heart is overwhelmed, I can cry out to you, O God, attend to my prayer. And he was looking for a place of protection, of stability, and that's found in the Lord. And he goes on to say that uh, I'm still your heritage, Lord, uh, and uh, our people, you know, God's people, we're still your heritage. Hey, we're still children of God. And uh, he goes on to say that I will sing praise to your name forever, that I may daily perform my vows. And may we just continue to worship the Lord and, and draw close to him that we can daily perform our vows. In other words, there is ministry to do. Parents to your children, uh, as uh, you uh, are with them perhaps, and an opportunity to just share with them and bless them in any way that you can, uh, to, to share with the neighbor, to other family members, to help out in practical ways. Uh, I've been so um, blessed by those who have called and said, if anybody needs groceries, we'll deliver them at the door. Uh, if anybody needs any help in a practical way, we're willing to help, to be available. The church is not dead, folks. The church is alive. And the church is not darkness right now. The church is light. And let's bring light to the darkness. And let's minister to others and draw close to the Lord during this time. And I know things are different and um, you know, we have to be careful with, we hear that word social distancing, but we can still lead a bag of, of groceries, um, or, you know, blessing to somebody's doorstep. Uh, one of the things that, um, that, uh, I, I was thinking about pondering in Philippians chapter one, Paul was in prison. And as Paul was in prison, he's chained to a Roman guard and he writes to the Philippian believers, and he says that my chains are for the furtherance of the gospel. And we might feel like that we're chained right now in reaching people and talking with people, but Paul was able to minister in powerful ways. He wrote prison epistles um, that we have in the New Testament, and that wasn't the only letters that he wrote. He wrote other letters as well uh, that are not in the canon of Scripture. We know that he prayed. He prayed for the saints, for the churches. And he also witnessed to the Roman guards that were there that he says that the, the you know, furtherance of the gospel is evident in the palace guards, and, and the palace guards greet you that are in Christ. They were getting saved. And as you feel chained in the situation that you are in, perhaps, that maybe there's a note that you can write to somebody. Hey, uh, write a note and send it to them um, and say, thinking of you and, and praying for you. Maybe a call to somebody. 
maybe perhaps that uh, you can spend some extra time praying for those in the church, just going through the list, your directory, if you have one, or brothers and sisters that you know, praying for the kids, praying right now for our community and for our nation, to spend time doing that. Paul was one that prayed frequently and constantly, and then also to be able, as opportunity comes, to share the good news don't feel like because you're chained to the situation that is before us that you can't minister. Paul showed it us that we could, and we can, and the Lord desires to use us to be light, to give love, to give truth to others, and I want to encourage you. Hey, we got all open lines. Love to hear from you guys. 303-690-3000. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figs, and let's talk about the Lord. Uh, here to answer your questions to pray with you, to encourage you in any way that I can. So we're going to go to break for about two minutes. Grab one of those open lines. Let's hear from you, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. I pray that you're healthy. I pray that you're doing well. I pray that you are being encouraged in the Lord during this time, uh, that all of our lives have been pretty much... Um, Put on hold, or we've had to adjust. So we're all trying to navigate through the restrictions and through all the the you know uh, consequences and repercussions and um, changes that have been made in our lives because of the COVID nineteen. So we want to encourage you. We're still here. Uh, we want to bless you. We want to uh, help you in, in any way that we can to bring you the comfort of the Lord. And so give me a call at 303-690-3000. That is the number to call, the call-in line. Uh, maybe you need prayer. We'd love to pray with you. Certainly uh, we need to pray. And then the text line is 720-336-0897. I want to remind you, my name is Jeff Figs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado. And so I'd love uh, for you to call in and be a part of the show while we have some time, plenty of time to take those calls. And so give me a call. So let's go to Pennsylvania where Nathan's on line one. Hi, Nathan. Hi. How are you? I'm doing good. Good. You got a question for me? Uh, yes. With the coronavirus going around, and the church is not having services. Is this predicted in the Bible anywhere, or is this like the end, sign of the end times? Well, Jesus, when they asked him in the Olivet Discourse, the Olivet Discourse recorded in Matthew's Gospel, Mark's Gospel, Luke's Gospel, and uh, each one of those Gospel writers take a little bit different take on uh, the the answer that Jesus gave to the disciples, as they um, came to him and said, you know, what are the signs um, of the end? And Jesus said there's a number of signs that are going to take place, and I'll read it to you from Luke's Gospel. 
Um, he said, Take heed that you do not be deceived, for many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and the time is drawn near, therefore do not go after them. But you will hear of wars and commotions. Do not be terrified, for these things must come to pass first. But the end will not come immediately. He said that nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be great earthquakes in various places and famines and pestilence. And there will be fearful sights and great signs from the heavens. So what Jesus says is that, that these signs, and he goes on to say that they're like birth pangs that their signs are going to be nations in distress, uh, wars and rumors of war. He said there's going to be earthquakes in various places and that there will be pestilence and famines. Now, throughout history, we've had famines before. Uh, We've had pestilence. But what Jesus is telling us is that as we get closer to the end, uh, that these are birth pangs. And we know that even as Paul wrote in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, that the day of the Lord, you know, uh, is a time of night, uh, that it's like birth pangs um, that are going to take place. So when we see these signs, uh, you know, a birth pang, when a woman goes into labor, uh, she has contractions. And those contractions happen, what, more frequently and with more intensity. So I think that Jesus has given us a hint that these signs, pestilence, famines, Uh, are going to happen with more frequency, with more intensity, and then it's going to culminate in that period called the tribulation period. And as you read, for example, in in Revelation chapter 6, in the tribulation period, you see those things that he said, wars and rumors of wars, um, as there's going to be earthquakes, there's going to be famines and pestilence. Those all correlate with the sealed judgments being opened in chapter 6, uh, false Christ, false prophets, the the coming of the Antichrist that's going to deceive many. So it's all going to culminate in the tribulation period. So what I believe what we're seeing with this COVID-19, and, and there's other signs as well. Um, there is, uh, I don't know, I was reading to my congregation right before all this came out, that one of the worst locust infestation has taken place in Africa, uh, moving through U- Uganda, Sudan, Somalia, uh, Kenya, uh, devastating, uh, you know, vegetation and stuff. They hadn't seen anything like it in, in a long time. Uh, we know that there's wars, rumors of wars that are taking place, that the world is very volatile right now, Middle East and, and other places. We got this COVID-19 that we, you know, in my lifetime, uh, have never seen anything like it, how it has just, you know, affected the whole world. There's been pestilence before, like the Spanish flu of 1918, that killed a lot of people, and um, and and other, you know, uh, the black black plague, uh, and reading some of the writings of Martin Luther. So this isn't the end of the world that we are seeing. Uh, some people are wondering about that, but I believe they are the birth pangs that Jesus speaks about, and um, you know uh, that we're going to see perhaps more of this, even with frequency, with intensity. I don't know exactly what that means, but um, the Lord said that this would be a part of the signs of the end. Okay. Does that help out? You know, here's the the thing, that, again, you're going to hear voices out there, and you're going to hear people that are going to say, it's the end. 
Um, we're in the tribulation period. It's the day of the Lord. Uh, there are those who, you know, uh, that will quote from like Joel chapter 2, the sun's going to turn dark and the moon to blood and all of this. And that's all written for the day of the Lord. We are still in that church age where we're going to see these things happening, different signs that are taking place. He says that, as I read to you from Luke's gospel, there'll be signs in the heaven. Could that be weather patterns? It very much could be speaking of that. But I think it's all pointing to that something is about ready to be birthed. And that is that the Lord is going to come back, and the Lord's getting trying to get our attention that this world is not going to continue as it is, that there is tribulation that is going to come, and we have a message to give of hope and a message that the Lord is on the throne, his kingdom is going to come, and he desires to save us, for those of us to turn to him. And what my prayer is during this time is, as we go through this, is that the church would be more committed to teaching the Word of God and the truth of God's Word, and that it would cause people to turn to Him, our nation to turn back to Him, how we need that. We need His help. And the Lord wants to save a nation. He wants to save people. And so um, we're going through Jeremiah, and in the book of Jeremiah, as God's people were turning against the Lord, that there was a drought that came. Um, there was drought that came. There were certain things that the Lord allowed to come because they had, you know, said, we don't want your hand of protection anymore, Lord. We've forsaken you. And the Lord was using those things to try to get the people to turn back to him. And what I pray right now is that um, that we would turn to him. It would cause us, there's the term great awakening and there's the term revival, the great awakening to where we awaken out of our sleep spiritually, a great awakening to our nation that we need the Lord that would bring revival, people turning to the Lord, and that we would humble ourselves and that we would call out to God, we would repent of our sins. That's what I'm praying takes place and that we have that message of the cross to give to others, uh, of Jesus Christ went to the cross to die for your sins because he loves you and that he is going to come back. But as far as your question, um, uh, Nathan, it's not the end. Uh, It's the birth pangs, and uh, we are to continue to occupy till he comes, that is, be a light to others. All right? All right. Thank you. Thank you, Nathan. God bless you. You bet. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And um, love to talk with you, pray with you. Let's go to Samuel, who's in Denver. Hello. Hi, Samuel. Hello, Pastor Jeff. How are you? I'm well. Doing well? Yeah. Good. Well, you just, got a question for? Yeah. Got a question? Just, just got some uncertainty and I'm kind of in a strange situation, and it's something where. I was looking for an insight as far as maybe some biblical passages as far as knowing when it's time to enter into marriage on that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe your your personal experience, maybe when you knew that you felt it was time and was correct. Right. So let me ask you this, Samuel. Um, what is the definition of marriage? For me, 
my understanding is it's, you know, one man, one woman, one lifetime. So, I mean, it's a, right. a serious yeah. commitment. On that. There is. And, you know, and so, it's an, you enter into a partnership where the, the two become one. You yeah, know, and you just, you, you just gave the definition of marriage, that clear back in the garden, you know, they came to Jesus and they asked them about marriage and, and, and other questions. And Jesus said, Have you not read that a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh? So as you come together, you are one. And it's God's intention, Jesus went on to say, what God has put together, let no man put asunder. So it's God's intention that when a man and a woman come together in marriage, that they would remain married for the rest of their lives. Um, So we know what God's will is. He says that marriage is a holy institution. Um, Marriage is something that is to be taken uh, seriously, reverently, not lightly, uh, and marriage is coming together as one. We don't fully understand it, but the Bible declares it, that you are one. So the Bible also uh, gives the indication that you come together um, as one, and then as Christians, as we come together as one, a man or woman that loves the Lord, live in life, journey in life. There's different roles that men and women have in the marriage relationship, that the both are to submit to God, uh, submitting to one another in the fear of God. So it gives us indication that who, you know, uh, when it comes to deciding to marry, is your married partner, you know, that are going to be one that is going to be willing to submit to the Lord, um, to one another in the fear of God. And then the roles are you are to lead your home, lead your wife, and um, that means you cherish her, love her, serve her, uh, lay down your life for her. And then is she willing to be submitted unto you as unto the Lord? And and so there's different roles that are to be taken and, and to pray about it, to seek God, that he'll give you um, a peace that passes understanding um, as you are making the decision, should I marry this person or not? One of the things that I ask young uh, couples when they come to see me to do premarital counseling is not only do I ask them what is the definition of marriage, but why do you want to get married? And a lot of times, you know, it's because we love each other and, you know, we can't stand being apart from each other. But what I'm looking for, have you really prayed about it? Have you sought the Lord and prayed and fasted and sought the Lord together that this is his will for your life. And I think that is such a key. And he wants to give you a peace that passes understanding, to give you a peace that rules in your heart, Colossians chapter 3. That word means to make the call. Uh, He wants to make the call for you. And then he promises as you go to him and as you wait on him, that he promises, according to Isaiah chapter 30, that he will be a voice saying, this is the way, walk in it. Go to the left and go to the right. So it's a decision that is not to be made lightly. It is a decision that is to be made with much prayer and seeking the scriptures, um, looking at the roles of husbands and wives, and um, moving forward as a married couple in the Lord. It is a glorious thing. It is so wonderful um, to... Uh, be able to 
uh, be in a marriage relationship where you can seek the Lord, submitting to one another in the fear of God. And and that is kind of a nutshell um, in making that decision whether to get married or not. But really the key is prayer and seeking Him. And I, I don't know how many other callers there are, but it's a, it's a long, complicated situation that I'm in with it. But well, one, one of the do... things that... There, there's two, two things with it with that... Or, or make me pause on it is one she is a believer there is a genuine love of Jesus in her heart it also seems like maybe there's something else and I, I don't know what that other is and so I, I don't know what that is per se but the other difficulty is and, and I don't consider it a difficulty per se but she's actually pregnant and the father of the child wanted nothing to do with the child and was unfaithful and actually was desiring an abortion. And she's like, no, I don't want to do that because, you know, I, right. I'm a Christian and I don't believe in that. So, right. you know, I, I'm proud of her in that regard, but at the same time, it's, yeah. you know, it's, it a, is, it's a difficult situation I'm in on that, and I don't know, I, you know. What I, I would... What I would suggest to you, Samuel, is as you pray about it, but if you can, you know, seek godly counsel from a pastor to where you can really sort through this and, and talk through it, and because, you know, a radio conversation is, is not going to get us there. And, um, and there's a lot that is, you know, what you just told me in the last two minutes. But to really seek some godly counsel and to, you know, seek counsel together. And the Lord's going to be that voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. And there may be a time of waiting as well. I think that waiting on the Lord, a lot of people right now, even in this situation, is waiting on the Lord. And waiting on the Lord is not always easy to wait for an answer from the Lord, but keep seeking Him, get their safety in a multitude of counsel, godly counsel, to get some godly counsel from your pastor, to, to, to be able to talk about it. And, and I think that the Lord, he wants to speak to you about this manner. Again, that will give you a peace that rules in your heart. So can I pray for you, Samuel? Yes, and can you, you pray for her as well, too? Her Absolutely. Samantha, so. Samantha? Yeah. Father, I just pray right now. I, I pray for my brother. Um, I just pray that you would help him in this situation. Um, I pray that um, as... Samuel is praying about these things and considering them, that you would speak to his heart. You promised that as we go to you for counsel, that as we wait on you, that we will hear from you, and that you will be a voice behind him saying, this is the way, walk in it, go to the right or go to the left. I pray that he would be able to get some godly counsel, uh, and Lord, that um, both of them would be able to uh, really receive from you a peace in their hearts that rule. Uh, how to move forward. I pray for Samantha. I just pray that you administer to her, that as that child is growing in her, Lord, that you would just administer your comfort, that that child would grow to be healthy, and Lord, that um, all the things that uh, would be a part of this uh, that um, we don't know about, you do. So, Lord, I pray that you would work, that you give clarity, 
that you would give understanding and direction to both uh, Samuel and to Samantha as they're making some very serious decisions, Lord. But, Lord, you are a big God, and you can work, and you can work glorious things in this. And I just pray that you would do that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much. God's going to show you, Samuel. He's he's going to speak to you, okay? Okay. Thank you so much. All right. All right. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Let's go to Westminster and Anthony. Hello? Anthony, you there? How yeah, are you? I'm here. I'm doing good. How you good. doing? Just you trying hanging to deal in there? with this craziness going on. Yeah, it's a little bit crazy, but you know, we have the Lord. Yes, I know. That's uh, what's kept me at peace. Anyway, my question is this. I've been safe for a year now. Uh, I'm an ex-heroin addict, crack addict, and uh, I had like a, a miraculous uh, healing, I guess. I just, you know, I just was getting worse and worse. And just one night I just got on my knees and I just said, look, Lord, uh, I just want to die. I don't want to live another day like this. So could you please let me die tonight or do something with me? And, uh, I just felt like his presence and, uh, I mean, like a blanket, warm blanket around me, and it was, it was an experience. But the thing is, from that night on, I just, I never used again. Well, no, one time I did buy some, because uh, I don't know. I just thought, no, nah, this isn't real. And uh, okay, so, so do you, I bought it. And Anthony, Anthony, do you got a question for me? Or I'm um, praise God that you got saved and yeah, yeah, he's working with you this. with the addiction. I was at work. And uh, I uh, asked uh, uh, my boss to send me somebody to help. And then a guy shows up, and he's with he's hooked up with a church. And uh, so uh, I've been I went started going to my Catholic church the first two weeks because I knew I had to get in church. But anyway, uh, uh, right before all this happened, I was listening religiously, or I should say, just all the time to Calvary Chapel. I listened to you, uh-huh. Pastor Ed, Louie. But anyway, I just felt the calling to go to Calvary. But then I met this guy, and I started going to his church. But it seems like I never clicked at that church. I just didn't feel um, like—I don't know. I just never fit in, it seemed like. Well, you know, here's the thing when it comes to—it's important for you to continue in church. Second of all, it's important for you to be in a church where you're being fed the Word of God. That is critical for you. It's critical for all of us, uh, but uh, for you to grow, going to Calvary Aurora, uh, Calvary Church in Aurora, you're going to get fed the Word of God, um, and you're going to be loved, and you're going to be ministered to. That's what you want in a church. They even got support uh, for those, um, and I, I praise God that you're free from addiction and stuff, um, but... Um, you know, there, there's ministries there, most excellent way. Uh, if you are up in Westminster, um, there's some Calvaries there. Uh, some of the pastors there, you know, as you look online, um, they will be able to minister to you. Um, the word of God, that's important. Be with a group of believers that will support you and help you. And, uh, so that's the key and, uh, in a place where you can worship the Lord. Uh, I can't emphasize that enough. 
um, yeah. growing in the Word of God. And they're going to teach you verse by verse. Jeff Kramer is at Calvary Westminster, um, yeah. and I, I know him, and he is a very good Bible teacher, and he loves his flock. And he, um, if you look up Calvary uh, Westminster, um, you can get the address, phone number, but um, he's a friend of mine, and you're going to be blessed. And that's what I recommend. I recommend going to a place where you're going to be loved and fed. And um, so Westminster Calvary dot org is what you can look up to pull up their website. Okay. The only other question I have is this. <clears throat> I, I haven't stopped going to that church. I've been going all the time. You know, it just, like I said, it just seemed like I just never fit in, you know, but not because it just seems they were strange. Like when uh, the hurricane hit, you know, I, there was no prayers for the people. And then when El Paso happened, there was no prayers for the people. They deal primarily with drug addicts, and uh, they have a home. But anyway, uh, I, I never stopped going because I knew I had to be in church regardless. I was going to a life group and everything. Here, but Here's the thing, okay? Here's the thing, that you need to be in a place where you're being fed. Not every church is perfect. Not every church is going to pray what you think they should pray or whatever. It's okay. To, to talk to, you know, um, and express those things. You know, once in a while, I remember when, um, you know, there's been a few times people said, why didn't we pray for this or something? It's like, yeah, you know, we should have. So don't let that stop you. Sometimes it just takes a little time to have those relationships and to, to, to you know, um, to be in that place where, you, again, that you're committed and growing. But that's the key. And that's the key, and the Lord will, you know, just guide you. Be growing in the Word of God. That's what I'm going to remind you. So appreciate you calling, Anthony. Just stick with it, and God is, is going to be faithful to you. But we're going to go ahead, and we're going to move on. we got about five minutes left in the show, four minutes or whatever. Got time for a quick call, 303-690-3000. But I do want to read to you. Um, I've been wanting to read uh, from Psalm 94. That I think this is a word for us as we find ourselves continuing to navigate all through this situation with, um, you know, uh, stay-at-home orders for you in Denver, for Boulder, uh, restrictions out there, uh, restaurants are closed, uh, maybe your job, you've, you know, been laid off or your job's in jeopardy. I really am praying for you young people because I know it's been hard. I got two kids in college that I got one, a daughter who's going to be graduating at UNC. There's no graduation. All of a sudden, she got told that uh, there's going to be no more, um, you know, classes with their classmates. A lot of them have left. A really kind of a difficult situation. She had a senior recital because she's in piano performance. That has been canceled. Graduation has been canceled. And it, it, it it's unsettling. And um, a lot of us, we were faced with things. All of a sudden, things changed quickly. And uh, my son, who's a sophomore at UNC, uh, same thing, that uh, he you know, was working up on campus, and that's been uh, gone, now online classes. Um, and, and so there's a lot of uncertainty right now. And, and for you who are young, there's uncertainty, and I'm praying for you. But I want to read this that in Psalm 94, the psalmist writes, Unless the Lord had been my help, in verse 17, 
my soul would soon have settled in silence. If I say my foot slips, your mercy, O Lord, will hold me up. In the multitude of my anxieties within me, your comforts delight my soul. Listen, the Lord wants to delight your soul. He wants to bring comfort to you, and he wants to work in your life. You keep looking to him, and we all know that we're going to get through this. How you know difficult it's going to get in the days ahead, how long it's going to last, we don't know. But the Lord desires through all of it that he desires to comfort our souls. And I want to remind you of that. My soul would have settled in silence if I said my foot slips. But in the multitude of my anxieties within me, I have your comfort to delight my soul. He's the one that is the lifter of our head. He is the one that delights our souls. He is the one that wants to work right now. It reminds me in the book of Exodus that in chapter 10, when the darkness came upon the land there in Egypt, that it says that where God's people were dwelling, that there was lights in their homes. And you see, as we have the darkness around us of this situation where situations and things seem dark, that you have the light of the world, Jesus Christ, dwelling in your heart. And I pray that um, that you would uh, just receive his comfort, that you would take that light that's in your heart, and that you would let it shine to others. Jesus said, don't put the lampstand uh, under the bed. We put it on the the you know, the countertop, we put it to where it can be seen, that you would let your light be seen and be open to what the Lord wants to do, to draw you to himself and and to give truth to others and to serve others. And so I'm praying for you. Stay in touch. Keep listening to Grace FM. Keep listening to Calvary Live. God bless you. He's with you. He loves you and his promises are true for you. And we'll talk to you next time. Stay healthy and stay safe. God bless you. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.